Hello, this is Darrell Castle with today's Castle Report. This is September 17, 2021, Constitution Day for those of us who still recognize the document. And today I will be talking about the President's speech last week in which he basically told us that government is no longer accountable to us, to the people. But the people are now accountable to government. Several times during the speech, the president portrayed the unvaccinated as a potential enemy, a domestic danger of those who don't want the vaccine, often tend to be conservatives with right-of-center views. So President Biden appears to have declared class or ideological warfare on dissidents. The president attacked not only the unvaccinated, but everyone he considers to be accomplices in their refusal to obey him. He said, this is not a freedom issue, when it clearly is a freedom issue. He wagged his finger in the faces of the American people and said, we have been patient, but our patience is running out. I wonder who exactly he means by we. He seems to be saying, we, the elite, we, your betters, have spoken, and you will obey us or else. He obviously thinks of himself as a benevolent dictator who has been patient with his unruly children. But now it's time for corporal punishment. He attacked not just the people, but the infrastructure surrounding them, which he thinks aids them in their disobedience. Dissident doctors were told that their medical board should threaten their licenses to practice medicine if they did not comply. Those who disagree will have the weight uh, the federal government brought to bear against them. He also said the vaccinated would be turned upon them. In all their fury, vaccinated America is growing frustrated, he said. Frustrated with the 80 million people who have not received shots and are fueling the spread of the virus. The federal government has been telling Americans for many decades what they could not put in their bodies. In fact, prisons are bursting at the seams with people who put something in their bodies the federal government did not approve of. The federal government is so certain it knows what is best for us, for all of us. It claims the sovereign right to tell us that if we consume something that the government prohibits, we will certainly go to prison. Now, for the first time, the federal government, speaking through its mouthpiece, Joe Biden, claims the right to tell us what we must put in our bodies, not what we can't put in our bodies, what we must put in our bodies. The elites who run the government know what drugs we should not take, what drugs we absolutely must take. Furthermore, their patience with us is running out so far the first time in the history of this world. Governments have claimed the right to forcibly impose mass vaccination on an entire class of people under threat of personal and professional destruction. He left no doubt that those who refuse the vaccine are really bad people, and so are those who help them. He's fed up with Republican governors who block his anti-freedom measures. He blames them for what he tells us is exploding numbers of cases, rising hospital costs, and an increasing death toll. A small number of Americans are keeping us from turning the corner, he said. These things are making people sick causing unvaccinated people to die. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay, the president told us. What kind of president is this? 
I wonder what kind of present is this anyway? He presumes the right to deny us the ability to feed our families, the right to medical care, the right to travel, basically most of the things that make life enjoyable or even possible. He used every federal threat his group of tyrannical handlers could think of to coerce us into accepting a drug we believe to be dangerous and which was concocted by experts in whom we don't believe and certainly don't trust experts who tell us we should accept being vaccinated for a virus that experts invented to sell their vaccines. Now I want to talk about the logic of it or the lack of logic of it in the president's words. To help with that, I call on writer James Howard Kunstler. Quote, old Joe was back on TV issuing threats to his country persons. We are enthralled. To a pandemic disease, you understand, this organism called COVID-19, some 80 million of us have not availed ourselves of the magical vaccine required to prevent the transmission of said organism. We must take the vaccine in order to protect the people who already got the vax, many of them more than one shot from catching COVID-19. Hold on now. You say they got multiple doses of the vaccine, but they can still catch the disease? Oh, a most excellent vax, and you must take it or lose your income, forfeit your useful position in this economy, give up all the normal routines of existing in a free society, then then this is no longer a free society. Oh, but it is, as long as you take as many vaxes as we can force you to take. And by the way, don't badmouth the vaxes. We will find out and we will deal with you. We'll come for you. We'll take away your access to banking. We'll sick federal agencies on your case. You will become a non-person, perhaps even an unperson. There, that'll fix you, end quote. Will they come for the unvaccinated, as Mr. Kunstler predicts? If they don't, then how could the mandate have any teeth? Government always comes down to a contest between a decentralized system and a centralized top-down model, top-down ruled by the elite, or bottom-up ruled by individuals. That is the question. If you are president in theory, you are the most powerful human being alive, perhaps the most powerful person who has ever lived on this earth. It must be incredibly hard for you to resist the siren song of authoritarianism. In Biden's case, maybe he thinks he's right. But those of us who stand behind the curtain and cut his audio feed when they don't like his answer. No, otherwise they know that power is and must be backed by brute force. So right now, using brute force to make people accept a medical procedure they don't want is the best way to exercise that power and control. The problem for President Biden is that he does not have the legal and constitutional authority to force private businesses to comply with his mandate. If the government wants to exercise control over private business, in essence, confiscate private property, then there must be legislative action. The president seeks to get around the problem of no legislative action. Congress has passed no law, you see. By, he gets around that by interposing a regulatory agency, i.e. OSHA, between himself and his target. Congress makes law, and the president does not make law. So legally... It won't work. 
it won't work, or at least it should not work, because the Constitution does not give him the legal authority to boss people around who do not work for him. If he orders federal employees to get the shot or be fired, can he fire a sitting member of Congress? What about a justice of the Supreme Court? Obviously not. Those positions are constitutionally authorized. He can exercise control over his own executive branch employees. The governors of several states, including my state, have objected to the mandates in very strong words. They say they will go to court and fight him as long as it takes. The courts certainly should do their part to rein in this out-of-control government. But I wonder if it will work. If that is the task we take and it doesn't work, then we've truly lost our country, and our country has no future. Speaking of logic, my old friend Richard Vigory poses an interesting question for us. He poses the question to the Supreme Court and specifically to Amy Coney Bryant, quote, if Roe versus Wade and Griswold versus Connecticut remain good law, how can forced vaccination stand the privacy test set forth in the decisions of those two cases? If the right to bodily privacy that would protect one from forced vaccination does not exist and one cannot refuse to be vaccinated based on that right, how can Roe still be good law? What would prevent a state from engaging in forced sterilization and forced abortion under the same public health theory? That is a very good point. Those are good questions. It seems that the president has admitted that my body, my choice no longer is a valid principle. If the state governors go to the courts with their complaint and are successful, well, that's great. But what if they're not successful? What if this is really about politics and not about health at all? If so, then the courts, including the Supreme Court, might just play the political game as they see the rules. I would much prefer the governors to just say no. How many years have we been told just say no to drugs? Here the governors should just say no to the president, my president, Mr. President. The governors could say, please give us some more thought. Give more thought to your mandate because it is unconstitutionally illegal and it therefore cannot be enforced in my state. The reason for not doing that is fear of the federal purse, whichever governor fears desperately the federal government has imposed so many mandates on the states they are totally dependent on federal largesse or federal money. If the federal government threatened to cut off funds because of their noncompliance, then the governors would need to have an answer. My answer would be, Mr. President, are you sure you want to go down that road because two can play that game? If you cut off federal funds to my state, then no more federal mandates, number one. And number two, no more federal income tax from this state. I will impound all federal funds, all federal property. I will tell employers to redirect the taxes they withhold from paychecks to this state rather than to the IRS. If nothing else, it would be a very interesting battle and would force the discussion of many issues the federal government would probably prefer to remain in the dark. It is sad the courts could possibly choose not to rein in this federal power grab with each succeeding crisis. The federal state grows stronger. The rights of individuals grow weaker. This might be a good time to reestablish the concept of state sovereignty and individual rights. I would certainly 
hate to see the states surrender the rights of their citizens to not be forced to have invasive medical procedures against their will. That just might be a hill worth dying on for the right governor. In conclusion, the heads of governments across the Western world issue COVID mandates as if they are dictators who have no accountability to the will of the people. We are accountable to government. Government is accountable to a small ruling elite. Heads of state no longer recognize their legitimate power and roles. They consistently exercise power they don't have. Finally, folks, what is the government's real purpose in this fear-driven COVID campaign against the American people? The final purpose is a worldwide passport or pass which will be needed to conduct business, to buy and sell. If you are a Christian and that does not send a chill down your spine that serves as a warning to you, then perhaps you should just go ahead and take the mark. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.